Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Just a massive thank you to however you are listening to this. Now, normally we try to do a podcast two, three times a week, although you probably would have noticed already that during the coronavirus lockdown, we've only been doing one episode a week. We hope to change that soon. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. But the best way to keep up to date with the latest podcast episodes is to subscribe. And while you're there, why not drop us a review? It really does help other people who might enjoy the podcast find us. Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm your host, Ben James, and we are joined by yet another fantastic guest on today's show. We're joined by none other than Wales and Ospreys centre, Alex Donovan. How are you doing, Alex? Hi. Um, yeah, good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, just about muddling through lockdown. How are you finding it yourself? Yeah, yeah I'm not too bad, actually. I've, uh, I thought I'd be really bored, but I've managed to find ways of keeping really busy. So, yeah, it's been all good. I think it's actually been really good for business and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, I get, you know, you get your days, the lockdown moods and everything, but yeah, all good. Obviously, talking about business, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it a lot on this podcast, I imagine, but you, you obviously have a yoga business. I, I imagine that's been fairly good in lockdown because of the the whole sort of virtual stuff you know you see with joe wicks and all that i imagine it, it lends itself at times to, to yeah that. it's um i think it's been good as well because yoga is quite an easy thing to do from home so all you need is mat. well you don't even need a mat really so it's been one of those things that i think it's given people who may have never tried before not really keen on going to a class or anything it's given them an option or an opportunity to give it a go so i think that's what's been really good and being able to target people that may not necessarily live in Cardiff I basically decided to do um free live classes I did uh I think it was like six or something during the week maybe more um and I ended up doing 100 live classes um during lockdown and yeah they were they went really well and to start with it was kind of selfishly for me to basically I woke up one morning and I was like oh my god I don't have to get up there's nothing like I've got nothing to do (laughs) but I was like I've got no reason to get up and then I thought I'm just gonna put classes on um, Instagram and if my clients or my friends want to jump in they can just jump in and do them and yeah I went from there really and yeah it's gone really well. I think we've all probably had that sort of um, dilemma during lockdown about you realize you don't have to get up Um, I know very early on I think I had it Still trying, yeah. still trying to shake it off now. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about the yoga. Let's start with that then. So, how how did you get into yoga to begin with? Um, so initially, I was playing a lot of netball um, in university, and I uh, was just playing a local game, and I ruptured my Achilles. So the injury was quite high on the Achilles. So it, the Achilles actually came off the calf muscle. Um, so they couldn't operate it back on. So I was in a moon boot for months and months. And um, coming out of the the moon boot, they uh, this the consultant recommended uh, yoga. So I couldn't do anything else really, like no intense exercise or or even moderate really. And then I I was, but he said oh, maybe go to yoga, get the mobility and the stability back in your um, foot and your ankle. Uh, so that's how I initially got introduced to yoga and I mean it was so much harder than I thought it was going to be and it was uh, I can't really say I loved it or I enjoyed it when I went but it was kind of the benefits outweighed how much I enjoyed it so that's kind of the reason I got into it because I was like right I need to be doing this and 
surely there's more people like me out there that kind of need this that don't necessarily like it. So that's why I started having a look at, okay, is there, you know, a 45 minute class rather than an hour and a half, which is what I was going to. Um, and especially as soon as I was back into training, I knew that was probably going to be uh, on a on the back burner a bit with regards to, you know, if you've got an hour to do something you, you and you're in the gym, you want to be doing, you know, weights, or you want to be doing um, aerobic capacity or speed or, or power, you know, I wouldn't necessarily spend that much time doing mobility or um, yoga. So then I decided um, to have a look whether there was a yoga for athletes or, you know, people that are physically active that don't love the uh, kind of the Zen site. And I couldn't really find anything. So that's how I decided to create my own yoga method called Yoga Ability. And then it grew from there. So, so I guess the, the sort of the switch from 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 doing it yourself to to wanting to to make help others do that 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 came pretty quickly it wasn't early yeah on it was yeah it was more um i just started doing it myself and and then um but whatever i do i kind of want to know what i'm doing why i'm doing these positions like what's not so that's why i decided to go on the courses and i knew i wanted to make it more um, of a mobility focus so it, that's talking about like strength through range rather than just flexibility and um yeah I, I think it was more other people were like oh teach me how like can I can I like join in with you and do this and then I thought oh maybe I could actually start doing classes so then um I started doing classes for CrossFit boxes in Swansea and then pretty early on um the Welsh sevens got in touch and wanted me to do classes with them so kind of grew on its own like I never really looked for work or anything it was more I just used to post what what I was doing and and kind of my method and yeah it was almost like as much and then and then as as I knew more people kind of wanted it and needed it that's when I thought like I can really help people here I guess when you are when you're in those sort of sporting environments, if you are an athlete who has a sort of side business involving sport, you're never going to be sort of short of business in that regards. Because I imagine you've got loads of teammates coming up to you, sort of. Yeah, yeah, and they're great. Like they, I mean, they don't love it the same as me. And it's like everyone's like, "This is the worst half an hour of my life, <laughs> all of my week." But it's, uh, yeah, there is, yeah, and always you know you work so I work with at the start it was all athletes so you know they're at the top of their game and they want to do anything they can to keep their body at the top so that was my initial target audience but it's grown from there now and I work with so many different types of people you know different injuries different backgrounds you know different imbalances or so even though it was initially targeted towards athletes now it's grown that it kind of targets everybody and, you know, from from the basics all, all the way through to in, uh, professional athletes. How, how do you sort of tailor um, classes and, and, and things when you are sort of going from different spectrums, you know, from athletes down to that? And even within, yeah. I guess, working in rugby, you know, it's all shapes and sizes. Like, you know, we'll, we'll probably get yeah. on to the work you're doing with Bristol, but John Afo is very different to Charles Piatek, for example. Yeah, like I think... It's quite interesting because at the start, I mean, you try and keep it all, everything's like full body. So if you're doing classes, it's normally full body where 
and everyone, it doesn't matter what sport, what background you've got, everyone's pretty much got the same problem areas with regards to like, it'll be like ankles, hips, hamstrings, uh, shoulders, you know, lower back. So the, the general problem areas are the same. But yeah, exactly like you said, it doesn't matter just because you're playing rugby doesn't it doesn't mean all your rugby team are going to have the same problems um or they need the same thing so it is quite challenging maybe especially if you're limited time to keep um i guess to keep the sessions fresh and keeping them almost targeting everyone so i try and do a more of a full body um flow whenever i do a general class but it's quite easy as well to, you know, when you, especially when you get to know the team. I do a, a few, vi- well, I do quite a lot of videos. I've got like an online portal that is more specific then. So if you know you struggle, you know, with hips and hamstrings, there's videos just for hips and hamstrings and things like that. But I mean, the even the full body flow is just to keep the, the body moving well and, and keep that mobility all over. So it's quite... People think, oh, so it must be so hard to plan the sessions, but the moves are, the, are pretty similar, and you know, you there's you won't get any harm by doing, you know, if you did extra shoulder mobility, even though your shoulders are stable and mobile, then it's not going to do you any harm unless you're hypermobile, which is too mobile. But in the sport world, you don't necessarily get a lot of athletes that are hypermobile. And to be honest, when they are, I work really closely with the physios and the SNCs that they wouldn't like they they're really happy for me not to have them in the class if they're too mobile. And you you mentioned obviously that you you did work with Wales Sevens, but how, how, how yeah. did it come to be that you ended up doing work with with Bristol Bears? Because I think you were described as as the signing of the season, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, they're so nice, but they um. Basically, it was really random. I had just had a message on Instagram one day and um, I work with, well, the, my link was Rory Murray. So he contacted me on Instagram. I think he just saw um, a few of my posts and, and he'd heard uh, that I taught a yoga method and he he's really into movement and mobility. So he contacted me and asked me oh, like, well, what kind of style we're looking for a yoga teacher. And we've, and I think they trialed quite a few yoga teachers and they just didn't really um, hit the nail on the head or like then maybe their, their method what weren't what Bristol were looking for. So I just said, oh, why didn't you just come down to Cardiff, jump into a class, see what my method is rather than me coming up and like wasting everyone's time. So just come down and, and try a class. And he jumped into a class in Cardiff he came to be fair to him. He came at half six in the morning. Those kind of classes, and um, yeah, from there it just went from there really. And he was like, "This is definitely what we need and what we want." So I work with them. Well, I, I uh, normally work with them twice a week during pre-season, and then once a week during the season. But they've got access to all the videos. Um, and well, at the moment, I'm I'm due to start next week. But obviously, it's been all up in the air a little bit with the with I haven't seen them since before lockdown but I'm due to start with them next week did you have much interaction with with Pat Lamb or or did you sort of glean glean what he sort of thought of yoga um I haven't actually asked him to be honest (laughs) but he's so oh this honestly so nice is the I've never actually been involved with a team that have welcomed me so are so much so he comes to 
um, see me if he's in in the building anyway. He'll come and see me before or after the class and just says, "Oh, like thank you for working with the boys." And they're just really really nice people. Um, so it's been yeah it's such a pleasure to work with them and because they really buy into what kind of thing I deliver, they've just been great with with everything. I really like the culture and the way they are. Like that, all the boys are. Re- you know that like really polite really nice so it's just a really nice environment to be involved in i sort of remember the first time i sort of saw professional athletes sort of using yoga to help their career was was ryan giggs and he was sort of in in sort of football terms he was sort of seen as trailblazing because the amount of hamstring injuries i think he'd had early in his career and then he started doing yoga at a later age yeah he found it earlier and i guess in rugby you're never going to be able to eradicate the the a lot of injuries just because it's you know it's more contact but yeah i guess it does help in terms of maybe some not needless injuries but some some more preventable ones doesn't it yeah definitely and I, I mean yeah like you said you can never you can never say oh like do yoga and you'll never get injured like it's just not that's just not true like yeah and it's a contact sport it's just maybe helping and even with uh you know, it really helps with S and C. So, like, if they can squat better, they'll squat heavier, which means they'll be more, they'll be stronger, which means they'll be more powerful. Like, it's just even little things like that would help their performance. So, it's not necessarily like you can get, you know, your hands will get more mobile, mobile, and then you'll be a better rugby player. Kind of everything interlinks. So, I think that's what, um, yeah, and that's what I think Ryan Giggs really put yoga for athletes on the map because he was like if I started this early I'd be playing even longer just a scary thought when you think he got to <laughs> about 41 um, I know <laughs> you've also done a bit of work with George North and, and Sam Warburton haven't you but they were more sort of personal yeah I know I feel like loads of people ask me this in an interview but then they're my friends so it's really like they're not actually clients <laughs> so when they say oh you know you've worked with them I'm like yeah I have but it's some more because they're main friends but they're like they're great they're really supportive of the business and and uh, yeah the, um uh, george comes to like the yoga hub and all of that so it's been really really good um to have their support and it's been nice to actually work with people like that and they're really honest so it's quite nice to have friends like that because they're at the top of their game and I can ask them for honest feedback because everyone else is just like, yeah, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> you know, whereas when your friends are big, they, they would be more honest with regards to feedback. Rugby players are probably the perfect sort of test market because I imagine it, when you are say a George North or Sam Warburton, you're so used to being around physios and having, you know, every part of your body and, and, and your life, sort of preach to yeah. you and, and every you, you probably know everything so well there so y- y- yeah. y- you maybe notice the effects more than say someone who, who who doesn't sort of surround himself in that environment yeah and it's just a different need like they they need some they need something different to if you were coming to yoga ability for more of you know just to just for maintenance I guess so they may be coming for the rehab side of it rather than just to, as in some people come for like, it's quite, it's physically challenging as well. So some people come for the physical challenge as well. So yeah, there is um, different depending on what your kind of goal is and what you need. And, and you mentioned the, uh, the yoga hub. Yeah. That's, that's based in Cardiff, isn't it? How, how, how long have you? Well, we opened, 
Yeah, so the Yoga Hub is a studio I own um, with my friend Jordan. Um, so he owns UFIT as well. And basically, we op- we decided to open a uh, it's a hot yoga studio. We do some most classes are heated anyway. Um, yeah, so we decided to open a studio, and our opening date was on March the second. And we opened for about three weeks, and then we were obviously told to close because of COVID. Um, but during lockdown, we decided to open another one. <laughs> so we're reopening the first one, and we're opening the second one on the on the tenth so on Monday. Um, but they're in Cardiff, yeah. So one's uh, Cardiff Bay side, and the other one's the other side of town, so Fairwater Way. So, um, yeah, we've been really lucky. I mean, the, it's been, obviously, it was getting to close three weeks after opening, but it went so well that we were, we didn't really see it as a negative. We just saw it as, right, this is going really well. And the feedback was great. So we're just really looking forward to reopening. And what sort of challenges have you been presented with reopening in, in the current climate? with with covid and everything um it's more that the like we're in charge <laughs> it's more like it's not actually to do with we're quite uh we're really laid back so which doesn't actually help when you try and run a business because everyone tries to come to us for answers which understandably because of the boss but it like we're just really chilled so our um we've been on on the ball with regards to all the government guidelines is in so with the yoga hubs a part of gym, so you know we've got all the anti bag in place, every, um, everything sterilised. People have to bring their own mats. Well, they've got a um, temperature check as you walk in. So if the ter- if your temperature is higher than a certain amount, then you're not allowed access. But it's quite easy to socially distance in a studio because you kind of you stay on your own mat anyway. Um, and so we're just limiting the class numbers at the moment. So it's been it's been fine. We haven't really faced any challenges. The challenge, obviously, at the start was that we just couldn't open. And now that they've given us the go ahead, um, it's been yeah, it's been pretty easy to be honest. Uh, and going back to the to the, to the sort of the beginning of all this, where you first discovered yoga you said you were playing netball um yeah so so what what sports did you play growing up because um obviously you're playing netball to a a, a fair age there and yeah you, so you, with you the, grew up in a rugby house obviously yeah so my dad um dad played for wales so he's an international rugby player my mum is um still actually plays for wales in hockey and my sister's just uh she's really into a crossfit at the moment so she's a great great athlete so yeah it's always been kind of in the blood the sport and I you know it's like in school so anytime there was any sort of tournament it was like rounders rugby football I'd like you know to miss a day of school everyone would go and rugby just uh we used to play in a league in a competition called Rosslyn Park and that really sticks out in school. So that's the probably the first time I played rugby. But I never played for a club until quite late on, if you're talking in rugby terms. Like I, I think I was maybe early, mid-20s when I started rugby properly. It was after I ruptured my Achilles. Um, I, just, I just knew I never was going to go back to netball. And I thought, I'm going to give rugby a go. 
So um, and then the first proper club I played for was, uh, well, it was Skewen was closing when I joined Skewen, and then so they opened Swansea. So that's how I joined Swansea. Um, after that, then was it was your sister physio at Swansea? Am I imagining that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was the, the Swansea physio as well. So it was, and my dad's the secretary. So it was family, yeah, family business. And then having come to rugby fairly late, how how long was it until you had the Wales call up in twenty eighteen? Um, it was really soon. If you rugby terms, I'm not actually very good at remembering dates and things, but. My, uh, so when Ellie Nockett, uh, passed away, so she, uh, she was my winger in, uh, Swansea and in Skewing. So she, you know, she was like a really good friend and, um, one of the, one of the really, really good girls in, in Swansea. So, she, so it was actually in her memorial game where, uh, where I got spotted, I think, because, uh, the Welsh coach, the Roland Phillips at the time, was there um, and then invited me to have, it was sevens and fifteens trials. So I just went for the night and trialed then. And then I got into the squad and played against, I think that must have been May time. And then we played against the armed forces um, in my first Welsh game. It wasn't capped, but I think that was maybe October time. So it was quite quick, yeah. Was that twenty? That was twenty seventeen, was it? That was the autumn. Oh, the... I think so. <laughs> seems to think that seems. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Because if I yeah. got capped in the twenty eighteen, yeah, it must have been. Yeah, yeah. It that. was like, yeah, it was the same years I got capped, as in, sorry, the same season. Yeah, because I think the was the early Norfolk. That was like March twenty seventeen. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Recall, sorry, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so then roll around to yeah March the following year. Was it around that? Yeah, Six Nations, wasn't yeah. it? It was, it was a, of yeah. course, it was a double header at the Principality Stadium. So it was the men and the women playing Italy on, yeah, Mother's on Day. Mother's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Oh, it was surreal. I, mean, I think I was, I was lucky that it was, I kind of, it was, it's almost like a blur now, but it was almost so, everything happened so fast. I didn't have that much time to think about it, which I think is good because I wasn't even, I couldn't overthink it. So I wasn't overly, you know, I wasn't too nervous because I think I would have just lost my head a bit. But they, yeah, it was mental because I was just—I remember just being sat on the bench, and um, Snowy went off with a head uh, head injury assessment, and they said, "Oh, Al, you're on." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I don't, I don't know if I can do this," <laughs> you know. And I was like, "Oh no," because I wasn't prepared. So normally you warm up and then you go on. And I was like, "Oh god!" So I just like took my bib off and just ran on. And I remember seeing Karen, but Karen was my inside centre in Swansea. So as soon when I saw her, I think I was fine again then. And uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, such a dream come true. And especially in that stadium, it was so cool. I can't remember if that's the game where they set the record for a Wales Women's National. Was it the they played another double header? And I think one of them they were trying oh. to set the record, but it might have been the one. It might have been an autumn game they played. Oh, the bar bars. It was I the bar think. bars, wasn't it? That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, it was unbelievable. It was so good. I even remember getting interviewed after the game. They were like, "Oh, how did?" I was like, "It was unbelievable. It was amazing. I loved it." The, the, the. and they were like, "Didn't you lose?" I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> but I was like, "I didn't really." I was just like so happy to play. I think it just took over a bit, but yeah, it was um, it was such such a good experience. I guess, and your whole family would have been there to see it. 
Yeah, I think my sister, my sister was doing a ski season in France though, so she oh. wasn't there, but she said that she was uh, watching uh, her and her friends were in a pub in France watching the game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but my parents were there. Must have been a great moment for your dad. I mean, yeah, probably, was it? When did he win his Wales cap? Was it 78? Oh, honestly, I'm so bad at dates. Off the top of my head, I want to say 78. So that's what, four, you know, nice bit of symmetry probably, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And like, and then he always says uh, after the Spain game, he's like, you've beaten me on caps and points now because I've got five. <laughs> so uh, I've uh, beaten him on how many points he scored for Wales. You, you, is- you weren't counting, but clearly he was. But, uh, yeah, I know, I know. I didn't even realise, but yeah, he was. <laughs> And then I suppose looking forward, how do you sort of see your your future with rugby going? I mean, um, it's pretty uncertain at the minute, isn't it? Obviously, with with everything going yeah, on. Yeah, but... I think it's really, it's really, yeah, it's really uncertain at the moment. I think the the lockdown has massively just put a bit of a spanner in the works with regards to, like, I think we were, especially with you know we had new sevens coaches, we had new coaches this year. And, and especially with the sevens, they had a, a set program. Like we almost had like a, a really, really good plan of even with SNC, like where we needed to be and, you know, to, to be in a cha- in, in competition and, and things like that. And I think it has definitely put a spanner in the works because everything's almost unknown with how this year looks. I mean, you've got to take your hat off to the girls and we train really, really hard and, we've trained as hard as we can in lockdown and we are everyone's still really committed to the game and we whatever I guess we're asked to do we'll do it so I think it's just waiting to see what is next um but as you said it's so uncertain but whatever that looks like I mean everyone is kind of training so that they're ready for whatever that is um it's just that we don't know what that looks like this year I suppose the other interesting thing is I think the union put out um, vacancies, didn't they, back in yeah it was early early July, and it, there's going to be a new sort of head coach and, and physical, you know, performance director and all that. But aren't yeah. they aren't they covering sevens and fifteen? Yeah, so that yeah, so the new head coach will be doing the two programs, so sevens and fifteens. I don't know. We personal opinion, I don't think we've got enough skills to, to have separate squads anyway, so we couldn't have. A, a seven squad and a 15 squad so it's good that they're interlinked um so yeah the new head coach role is gonna be for both be interesting to see how that works but then i suppose as you say you know a lot of girls do, do sort of go between the two don't they yeah yeah they do yeah how, how is that for, for players because i mean whenever you sort of hear sort of people talk about um going from sevens to, to 15s you know People talk about it like it is. It is. It's a different sport, effectively, isn't it? And yet, you yeah, see it, in the, in the women's games, you just see players sort of go yeah. between it so so much. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot different if you go from 15s to try and play sevens. <laughs> I mean, that's art. But like going from sevens, I know it's it's definitely a different game. But it's um, you know, if you're on top of your conditioning, if you can handle a sevens game, I know the physicality of a 15s game is different, but. I guess it's just what we have to do as women really is like 
if you're selected for both and you want to play both, then you kind of train when you're in sevens, you focus on sevens. And when you're in fifteens, you focus on fifteens. It's kind of, we haven't really known any different. So it's, I mean, it is hard. And if you could probably focus on one, um, it would probably be a bit easier. But, you know, uh, like I said, we haven't almost got the, the um, as many numbers as maybe other countries have that we kind of fluctuate. But to be honest, I think it's the same with other countries. Like you, you see a crossover in sevens and fifteens. It's just normally, like it's just the men's that are completely different, really. Yeah, because obviously in England, I think has it has it been the case for the last few years that the, the, the sevens has been professional, while the fifteens hasn't always. There's been sort of cuts. So then you've you've had sort of players like Emily Scarrett and. Mohan yeah. sort of having to go between the two sort of depending on where the, the RFU the money, sort of money is. is yeah and I think it depends what tournament's coming up like obviously with the World Cup um, next year then they'll probably be in the 15s whereas you know if there's a Commonwealth coming up they'll probably be in the 7s so it just totally depends what tournament's coming up yeah and, and you mentioned training there I mean Having I've been I've been down to a few Wales women's training sessions at, at the Vale and it's amazing because you've got girls coming from all across the country for sort of training sessions on Tuesday and Thursday nights and and some of them are coming from North Wales. Oh, it's unbelievable, uh, honestly. You know, the and all that, and it's it's just yeah. ri- it's ridiculous. Isn't it? But how how do you find sort of balancing work and training? Um, it's it's kind of we don't know any different, which I think is good. Um. But it's not easy. Like as much as um, people, it's it's really hard because there's one part of you that wants to be, a, you know, a professional athlete, and that's what everyone's working for. We're working to get more girls into sports, so eventually those girls can hopefully be athletes because that's what we want as women. But we're doing it alongside a full time job. So my work hours are ha- like I get up at half five. And I work throughout the day, but then we go, go into training at like 5 p.m. So we leave about 10 p.m. And that's just the work. And mine is actually a lot easier than the girls traveling from North Wales. So the commitment that girls show is unbelievable. I, don't, I honestly don't know how they do all the traveling. Um, and yeah, it's, it's tiring. It's, it's hard, but they don't complain about it. They just kind of get on with it. And it's, it, it is the commitment that I guess the girls show in with regards to rugby is unbelievable. I suppose with your job, I suppose you, you have got sort of ready-made recovery sessions. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is well, a nice perk. seven in active recovery, <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really lucky in my job. I'm, I'm lucky my job's physical, but in a recovery kind of sense. Um, it's hard. It's really hard trying to, trying to build a business alongside trying to you know we want to train like professional athletes we we want to train you know we want to be able to compete and that's what's hard is that we're not professional athletes but um as in we don't get paid but on the other hand because we haven't got an option we're trying we we still work really hard in in our uh, in our work and our business and we've had um on the rugby front as well so i think it's um yeah, it's like people like me, you know. I think I'm really honest when people ask me. It is really difficult and it's hard, but I mean, it's our choice. And and you ask any of the girls, and is it worth it? And yeah, it is. And then I guess finishing up, um, talking about 
the future of rugby what, what about the future of the business how, how do you sort of see that moving forward um so with so two businesses with so one's the yoga ability so the yoga method and one is the, the yoga hubs um so yoga ability like lockdown has given that an opportunity like i'll always still work with the uh, bristol and i'll still do my you know my private sessions with the with the welsh rowan and all that but i um I've done more online with, with the Yoga Ability now, which is great. I can actually do it from anywhere. So I've got a Yoga Ability online that people can do two or three live classes a week from anywhere. Um, so I'm hoping just to grow that a little bit more. I'll still teach in the hubs, but that kind of is, is as always, going to be kind of my my own little thing and then with the yoga hubs we're hoping just to build more and keep franchising the yoga hubs so we can open um in different countries and just different different places around wales as well so yeah it's all uh, exciting and it's all just really get looking forward to getting stuck in on on monday and just going from there yeah it must be exciting to to, to get back to it now yeah really looking forward and just looking forward to seeing people and just I think it was hard in in lockdown is sometimes you feel like you're not progressing in in business but um it's it's also given us all a chance to chill and almost have a break and see right where do I want my business to go and what part do I want to focus on and all this so it's been uh a really beneficial for the business and um for myself personally to be able to take yoga ability online and to be able to kind of plan where we're going to go with with the yoga hubs oh brilliant um i look forward to sort of following that progress and i hope yeah, it goes and really just pop, well you should pop into the hub <laughs> i don't know if i am <laughs> the, if you the, the not, you're person. not flexible enough i will kick off <laughs> no um, i was gonna say those very word so um i'll, I'll resist saying <laughs> them now but um it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast alex ah uh, thank you so much